everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to a land of uh, base colors in the yes. game Red 7. And maybe some shades or some, uh, what do they call those colors? Secondary colors? And tertiary colors, I guess? I'm not sure where these fall. Technically, Matt. yes and yes. <laughs> oh, all right, sweet. I got one, got a double rate for once. <laughs> uh, and we're asked, where if I don't if I did not mention it before, I think I did, but now I can't remember. Uh, we're reviewing the game Red Seven today. Um, it is a card game, one of those abstract games all the kids are raving about these days. Uh, it was released in 2014. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it is by for two to four players. Five to thirty minutes is what it's rated on BGG. Um, very inclusive game. There's a lot. There's it, it's inclusive, I should say, for all types of gamers. But it's rated at like nine years old entry point. Um, I definitely think you could play this with a little younger than that. Uh, but it was designed by Carl Chudik and Chris Seslick. Seslick. Sorry, Chris. I'm sure <laughs> I'm butchering that. Uh, the artist is Al- Alana uh, Servanek, and it is published by Asmodee Games. Not Asmodee, Asmodee. Asmodee? How do you pronounce that? I think, I think, I think it's the ma. It's Asmodee. Asmodee. Asmodee, okay. <clears throat> Feels like one of those things that, like, uh, like a Redbox movie where it's like um, uh, Transmorphers, not Transformers. <laughs> so you get tri- exactly, tricked into buying yeah. that one. <laughs> You guys check out the new Transmorphers movie? No, what is that? I uh, I don't know. It's just really bad. <laughs> really bad. Movie. I don't know why. I don't know why everyone went to the theaters to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get what all the hubbub's about. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg was nowhere to be seen. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, that. I don't know. You thought he was one of the so voices. Deep in, <laughs> so deep in character and costume, I did not recognize him. <laughs> and I think they like filmed it on like a Zune or something like that. Uh, okay, <laughs> so uh, yes, this game is a fairly light abstract card game um, where you are doing several things, which I guess we'll just get into right now on how to play it, but uh, this is a pretty clever game, so I'm excited to talk about it in more detail. But how do we actually play this thing? All right. Uh, what you're going to do, you're going to, the essentially there's different areas, they give them names and they're all colorful things, like your hand is your hand, that one's not special, but your tableau in front <laughs> I'll just start with one of the special. (laughs) Why did I start with that one? Your tableau in front of you is called your palette. Uh, The discard pile is called the canvas. And the draw deck is called the draw deck. Anyway, uh, the the canvas is going to start with its own uh, special card. It's a red card, and it has a rule on it like all the other red cards. But I'm going to get to that in a bit. Uh, Each person is – the the draw deck is shuffled up. Each person is dealt seven cards. uh, And also one additional card that is placed into the – to the palette. Uh, the person that's going to start the game is the person that is currently losing, uh, which is kind of the goal of the game. On your turn, your goal is to end your turn not losing. Uh, if you can make it so that you are not the loser, or basically, I think it's you are the winner, because uh, I usually play a two-person game, so it's always not the loser. Uh, but in a multiple-person <laughs> game, you need to be the winner after you're done. Uh, then you're good, and it goes on to the next person's turn, and it continues on like that until uh, you or someone else or everyone else cannot be the winner uh, by doing certain things. On your turn, you basically have three different options. Uh, you can either play one card from your hand into your palette, 
or you can play one card, or as they say, you can discard a card. Uh, I usually just call it playing. Uh, discard something to the canvas, or you can play something into your palette and then discard a card. Uh, they are very specific that you do it in that order, although for the most part it doesn't really matter, although it may change things. And that's it. That's all you can do on your turn is the, or that. You can either play your palette, discard to the canvas, or basically both. Uh, if you cannot win after doing that in no such way, uh, then you don't win. How do you win? Uh, each of the colors has their own little goals on them. The starting goal, which is a red color, indicates you have the highest card. So if you have the highest card, you are the winner, uh, and so you're good. So if, say, for example, you started out with a three and your opponent had a four, as long as you can play something higher than a four, uh, you're good. Uh, there, each number is also associated with a color. Uh, there are 49 cards, so that's set one through seven of each, and seven different colors, uh, and they range from uh, indigo to red. Uh, if you know your RG Biv, and I don't know why the I is in there, but whatever. Uh, actually, it's <laughs> violet. I'm sorry, indigo is just above that. I need to know my RG Biv. It's stupid anyway. <laughs> I don't want to go into the whole color thing. I get into a lot of arguments over color. I had a very deep fight in a college English class about this once. Uh, anyway. <laughs> There's a story there. <laughs> there. There is totally a story there, but I'm not going to get into it. All right. Uh, if there's ever a tiebreaker, you can kind of use these colors. So if, say, for example, I had a seven and you had a seven, whoever had the higher color, uh, red being the higher color, would win. There's a bunch of different tiebreaker rules. Uh, but each color has its own different rules. So if you play a card into the discard thing, you're changing the rule as long as you're changing the color uh so for example uh there are ones where it's if you have the most cards below four or if you have the most even numbers or if you have the most cards in a row or things like that there's seven different rules and so you can always change it to benefit you so you might not need to play anything to your palette you could just be like oh well i have i have a two you have a seven you're winning well if i just change the rule to whoever has the most below four now i'm winning i only have to play one card we're good, and now you have to do something. Now, it's it's a tete-a-tete. I did my tet. Where's your tet, basically? Uh, and this keeps going until someone can't can't win. Uh, once, that, once that person can't win and you're down to just one player, uh, that person wins, no matter what. Uh, you, don't, you don't really draw cards, uh, but you can. Uh, there are basically a few different levels of this game. That is the most basic form of this game, is basically just that. There's nothing else to it. You either win or lose. Uh, the next level up that the instruction manual gives is that you can start scoring the games. Um, when you score a game, basically when you win, you will take whatever cards that were in your palette that were part of your winning hand, uh, and you will reserve those as your winning score. So if it was uh, longest streak and your longest streak was two, three, five, you were going to keep the, I'm sorry, that's not a streak, two, three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, seven, nine, 42, you know, whatever. <laughs> I do math, right? Anyway, a two, three, four, five, you are going to keep those two, three, four, and five. You will not shuffle them back back into the deck, and the game will continue on until you hit a requisite point amount uh, in a two-player game once you hit 40, uh, and then it's 30 or 20 for the other uh, player counts. And that's just, you're just headed towards a goal, and you just keep going until someone hits that goal or beats it. Uh, and it continues on like that. There is a, also another uh, level up. Each of the odd-numbered cards in this deck has a uh, kind of a 
rule bending type thing. Uh, the seven has that when you play it into your palette, you must discard a card from your palette. Uh, so you have to actually have another thing from your palette. And it goes onto the canvas. And after that, you must be winning. So you don't get another discard. That counts as your discard to the palette. Uh, the fives force you to play another card into your palette. Uh, so if you played a five and then the other card you're playing is a, is a five, then you have to play another card again. You have to keep going. So you're kind of uh, milking your hand, which is, it might not be a good thing depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, the threes allow you to actually draw a card. Uh, it's the only time you ever get to draw a card in this game. Uh, and then the ones allow you to get rid of a card from your opponent's palette, one of your opponent's palettes, and place it on top of the draw deck. Uh, you can't do this if your opponent only has one card. Uh, you, uh, other than that... Uh, you're totally allowed to do whatever you want with that. So you can do a lot of messing around. So there's a lot of different levels to this game. Uh, however, I tend to play with all of them in it, unless I'm teaching it to someone, in which case I usually kind of step them up. Uh, but that that is how you play Red 7. There we go. That is it. Yeah, this is just... Um... Uh, I don't want to say it like here's another abstract card game, but uh, this is another abstract card game. But once again, it's one that really kind of stands apart. I could see this game being kind of the base structure for any sorts of theme, to be honest. Like, yeah, you could do a lot with this base structure. So it, it's interesting that um, they released it just uh, just as it is. And that's great because it's pretty darn good. I, I like this one a lot. This was this was. Um, uh, really satisfying to play. I thought this the idea of always having to win each round is really interesting <laughs> and a cool way of playing it. Like you, you can't do it if you don't take control with this with this turn. So you've got to kind of finagle um, how to do that. And then the uh, I'm, I'm sure there's certain strategies that arise, but I would say that in, in the play the several playthroughs that we did, and of, over the course of several rounds the the strategies really did shift it shift like there was definitely like a, a way i started approaching things but um i i think i did a lot of different things in each round uh to of course based on what my cards were and they all seemed like viable and a cool way and a fun way to play engage with the game i never thought like oh crap here we go i gotta do this it was just like okay i wonder if i can make this work <laughs> right <laughs> um so there's a lot of cool moments in here of that where you're you're trying to make the best of what you got and then um, seeing how obviously your opponents play off of you. And sometimes they, it's good. And sometimes they, you just basically played the perfect card for them. (laughs) And uh, they are like, thank you very much for that. I'm going to do this. And then there we go. Now you are stuck. But uh, yeah, I like this a lot. So what, what is your experience playing with more than two players or playing with two players? um, Um, I, I've mostly played with two players. I really enjoy it. It's really cool. I like the whole, like, I mean, the main goal is try not to play too many cards because you want to have a lot of stuff in reserve, but you also kind of want to be like, all right, if I could do this, and then I have that as a backup just in case that goes wrong, and then that as a backup. All right, so you're kind of like trying to plan things out in just the right way. You're like, wait, should I put this color card out or should I put that one? I I think I want to hold that one because that's a rule I kind of like. But I really need to – if I do it that way, then I'm spending two cards. I really like the kind of thinking about it. It's a really interesting kind of brain burning but not too hard. It's pretty casual, but you can – change the levels the whole level changing thing of how hard you want to make this is really lovely and i really like that 
I've only played a few times at three players. I don't ever think I've done the full gamut of four, uh, but the few times I have done three players, it was usually just kind of the basic game because I wanted them to to get to know it. Uh, I, it was still very enjoyable, but it definitely plays very differently. There, are, it, You have a lot of... Uh, extra things happening so a lot can happen to the what what's going on in that middle canvas uh, so you don't know what could happen because there's that extra person in a two-player game is just like well whatever they do i have to react to well whatever the next person does you don't have to react to because it's just going to go to the next player so you have a little bit of time to be like all right well maybe they'll change it for my benefit uh, because whatever they just played, that is not working out for me, and there's nothing I could do. But the next player might change the situation so that now, oh, great, sweet. Of course, if, if they're also out, then you're out if you can't do anything with that. So that's a, a little bit of a worry. You, you want it to be hard enough so that it knocks people out, but not knock people out in the moment of time where you're probably going to get knocked out too. So there's a, there's a lot going on. It's really cool. Um, it's, it's a very unique game. Like, I've... There, I've seen a lot of games where you're playing numbered cards and you're trying to match suits or things like this. This is a very unique, interesting way of doing it, uh, especially with all the different rules that can apply. I think that's the really cool part is like, all right, all the greens are you know even cards, so should I be shooting for a bunch of even cards? Because I've got a lot of greens, so I could always change it back to that rule if I need to or things like that. And it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, I I uh, would second all that. I think this is a very cool, unique structure in in a in a genre that has a lot of cool stuff. But it's it does stand definitely stand uh, on its own on its own two legs or its own house of cards. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> it's doing. Um, uh, yeah. So taking taking it out with, oops, excuse me, <clears throat> I just clicked away from the window. Um, with your experience, like, what is your experience? Like, I'm assuming, obviously, you and Liz are playing this. Like, what is what is Liz's take on this game as a a kind of directly competitive game? You know, it's not like it's, you're attacking each other. You're but. not really attacking. So she she really enjoys this game herself because you're not attacking. You're just trying to one up them. It's just like, oh, you did that. All right, let's see what I can do here. Uh, I I know oftentimes when we're playing the game, she definitely feels like she's behind the eight ball a lot. She's like, oh god, that one really took it out of me. But I think I think I'm I'm feeling the exact same way. I'm just not as vocal about it. So a lot of the time, you're like, god, this is not going well. If she does, like, there's a lot of times where you're sitting there going just don't play another card please just don't just don't change the palette color we're good don't change the canvas i can probably deal with that but if you change the canvas oh goodness i don't think i have enough cards to pull off anything that i need to pull off like you're always just sitting there going oh god this is the last it this is it i'm I'm done for but then you're like oh wait maybe if i do this and then you can pull it off then again there are times where you're sitting in a hand of like six cards and you're like how can i not win this you've got to be kidding me how have i lost already (laughs) so that doesn't happen too often but i mean sometimes it can feel like that where it's just like i have all these options and i i'm i feel like i'm already losing but you're you're not really and it's just it's really cool and taking it out it's actually quite nicely i mean i think the only times we've ever played this is taking it out um it fits quite well uh on any size of table uh, the small tables work pretty well unless you're unless you're doing a gigantic feast on a small table. But then again, where would you go to have a giant feast on a small table? <laughs> 
Where indeed? So many places right now that uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a kind of restaurant where it's sort of like our gimmick is we have giant feasts and tiny tables. Tiny tables. <laughs> like, why are we doing it this way? Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I can. I the vibe of this one is really great overall. I I. I feel like it's 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 such a great push and pull feeling um, that it's obviously that's the core thing it's based around is the fact that it's always um, uh, an immediate jockeying for position. So it's not like you're planning you are planning for the future, I guess, but you're not. Uh, but you have to uh, stake your claim and and be winning, quote unquote, that yeah. turn. So you have to do that, and then the planning kind of comes secondary. And so it's kind of a balance of, all right, God, I've got these couple good cards. When do I play? In what order? And and, uh, you know, this could technically make me winning here, but obviously if I'm not winning or if I'm winning, it, I want to be winning by a margin that's not easy to just sort of take over by the other person. Um, but, uh, I, I, yeah, I got to say I love – I think this is an extremely well-designed one with the card abilities and the win conditions on these. And the combo of all of it together really comes – really, like, meshes well. It doesn't feel like there's um, – you know, any card that's quite like a throwaway, like I'm going to throw this down for a win condition um, just to get it out of the way or maybe make it's too powerful, like it's too easy to surpass. It seems really well balanced, really well interweaved, uh, the abilities and the actions that are, are there. Oh, the other thing I wanted to make mention too, the, the sort of the tertiary thing with all with those two things is the uh, ranking of the colors too. That was such a cool addition to what probably would have played just fine um without it but obviously it's it's i can see the necessity of it but the fact that the colors are ranked in value so a red seven is not is going to still beat a red of any other color because the red is ranked at the highest did it's you just highest. say a red of any other i think you meant a number of any other color a number <laughs> or seven of any other color i mean <laughs> and technically that's true as well but uh, a red uh, seven of any other color because it is the highest the hottest color i guess and um that was cool that was something that i kept kind of forgetting until it happened when i was like okay well i've got to play um I don't know, highest card wins, and we both have, like, fives out. So then I'm like, wait, okay, what is my – damn it, his five beats mine. <laughs> and so um, – and there was a couple moments where we had colors very close to each other, and I just got edged up by one shade. And anyway, it created it, just a cool little extra dynamic in the, the back and forth and, and trying to win that specific round. So, yeah, really, really liked it. Good job, yeah. uh, the people's names that I butchered. Um, who are you? Uh, Carl Chudik and Chris Seslik? 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 Yeah. Okay. I wanted to mention Seslick. one more thing. Uh, okay. The When you are playing with a scoring game, there is an a, a added feature, which is, as I mentioned, you score whatever you win with. And there can be definitely times where either you're losing and you're like, all right, uh, how can I at least change it so that he's not winning by so much? So you can you can still win, but then have it be that he's like maybe he's got uh, most cards of one number and he's got like three sevens. Now he's going to score twenty one points if he wins. Well, if you can change it so it's now cards below four, and then he's stuck with that. Hopefully, then it's oh great. 
even if he does win with that rule, he's only going to maybe win two, three points. Or there could be times where you're sitting and going, you know, I can make this big, bold move right here. He's only got one card left. I don't think he has much much wiggle room. But if I play these three cards, like I play this five, which allows me to play this other two, which then, you know, and then I play this other thing to the discard, then I'm going to be scoring like 20 points and that'll win me the game. But if he has a response, I have no response because those are all my cards. Like you can have those bold moves of like, I'm I'm probably going to win this, but right now I'm only have like three points. But if I make this bold move, I'll have 20. Do I want to do that? And there was definitely a moment that I was playing with you. Uh, and that <laughs> that exact scenario came up. I'm like, all right, I can play these three cards. I'm going to win the game if I do this. But I know he still has one card left. I feel like he has the card that would do it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold back. And you did have a card that would have, that would have ruined me. So luckily, I did hold back. But I do like that interesting thing of I can win, but how do I want to win? Because if I win this way, I score 15 points. If I win that way, I score two points, right? And so it's just like, but doing it one way or the other way is a bit of a stronger way and a weaker way. And so it's just like, mm, you kind of have to weigh all of those options. And I. That's the really interesting part when you're playing in the scoring way, and I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of versatility here, which is really great to engage with. Um, oh, and you mentioned before, too, about the different ways you can play this game. That's really cool, and I, I definitely appreciate when games do that, especially simple games that kind of create like a, a few tiers or a couple of ways of playing. And the fact yeah. that you can make this a very simple and straightforward, like very passive game, very light and then you can make it more of like uh okay i'm gonna focus here and figure out what the plan is or like you said be really conscious of how if you're gonna win a round um to try to get as much out of that round as possible um and so yeah i just i really appreciated the fact that they took the time to just uh you know just think about that and have a couple ways to engage with it okay let's see let's talk about taking this thing out and getting it on an actual physical table uh as you might expect because it is a game and cards this is going to be a pretty straightforward uh uh layout or table space uh usage on the t- on the table itself all right so what are you going to have here uh you are going to have in the middle of the table um there is going to be the draw pile and there is going to be the starting uh but the status card or the starting card? Canvas. What would you call the that? The canvas card. The canvas card? Okay. So it's always the same. It's always a red card, and it says, you are currently playing red, highest card wins. So um, that is always how you start it off. But then, of course, as the game progresses, you're going to be adding more to that pile on top of the canvas card, changing game conditions or win conditions for the game, and um, affecting the the uh, board, I guess, that or the canvas. There we go. <laughs> I should just be it's canvas. canvas. Just to let you know, it's canvas. <laughs> uh, the canvas. Um, all right. What else you got? You're going to have in front of you. You're going to have uh, your hand, obviously, of cards. That is going to be. Um, uh, yeah, it's your hand of cards. You're going to be you're going to be using those to address or change the board state again and playing those out next to you or somewhere. There's probably going to be a reference card for the values of the colors, the heat of the colors, I should say. Uh, but obviously it is Roy G. Biv in order. So just knowing that red is the highest and violet is the lowest, um, you can figure out which color is going to beat which color of equal value in uh, in that in that way um but it's nice to have i don't know it's it's just it's well designed stuff it looks this game looks good so it's nice to have on the table yeah um 
Okay, let's see. What else are you going to have? You're going to have your um, – uh, why am I blanking here? What else are you having on this? <laughs> You're blanking like on every single one. The palette. You will have your palette. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I I just played like several games in the last like day, and I for some reason like Red, Red Seven. I'm trying to like I'm just like wait, was that a thing with Red Seven? <laughs> I am. Uh, then you have lost. your ship, your merchant ship, going yes, across. Yeah. Yes, that. Uh... Then... <laughs> <laughs> then the merchant ship's going to fly. And now what's cool about the merchant ship is it it can't attack anything, but beware, because there's pirates out there, and they will attack you. Okay, so you're playing – oh, man. For some reason, I'm having, like, a brain fart in, like, how this structure goes. You might – all right, you, you take over. I feel like I'm, I'll like – I'll take over. All right, so you've got yeah. the draw deck. You've got a canvas. I literally play, like, several card games, and I'm just like – and then you – oh, crap. I really don't know what you do right now. I can't remember. <laughs> Real quick, draw a deck, it's one pile. Canvas, that's one pile. You've got your hand, which is going to be in your hand, and you've got your palette, which is about the only thing that's going to be growing. Uh, but you can kind of shift things around. I tend to play it so that you shift it around, so it's like, oh, this is what I'm winning with. So your opponents can kind of see, oh, that's what they're winning with. Uh, other than that, that is everything that's taking up table space. Is The only thing that's really taking up any space is your palette, and you can kind of splay them or kind of move them around however you see fit. It doesn't really take up that much space that's your yes okay i remember now now i'm back on board (laughs) (laughs) i have played this game i promise um (laughs) but yeah basically so and the cards are i guess i've never played the physical game but i'm assuming they're just like standard card size they're standard card size yeah yeah so um uh yeah like alex says so basically with that orientation of just kind of a center area with the growing um, canvas uh, pile of cards. Yeah, that's the only thing that really needs to be visible. And as long as you can like toss a card on it, excuse me, from wherever you're sitting, uh, you're honestly pretty pretty good. So this doesn't necessarily have to be center table per se. It could definitely be kind of tucked to one side or another. And then, like Alex was saying, your palette is the thing that's going to be growing in size uh, potentially, hopefully, and uh, shrinking as well. That is also something that can be tucked away as long as it's clear uh, which palette is yours if you're playing with several people and that everyone can see it because everyone needs to be able to see what you've got so they can kind of give an informed decision of what they want to do uh, for their turn to take over control. Uh, and that is it. That's really it. Uh, you're, the, there's obviously going to be pretty high marks here for, for <clears throat> functionality on any sort of table, even a big dinner, tiny table, <laughs> big feast, tiny table restaurant. This could pretty much fit along with that in, in anything I can imagine. Definitely passes the t- pizza test. Yes. Uh, the vibe, too. The vibe of this game is great. It is very communicative or allows for a lot of communication between players. The There's a lot of moments in here of... of um, little risky moments where you're playing up making a play and hopefully no one can or your opponent or opponents can't capitalize on it so you're kind of biting your nails a bit or there's moments where they make a play and you can and it's just like oh my god that was perfect for me boom there we go <laughs> that, that helps me so much <laughs> and uh um yeah this there's just the vibe of this is really good there's there's a lot of energy here and a lot of uh, back and forth and a lot of up and down moments that that are th- uh, thrilling in games like this and this does it this does it quite well uh, and, and different ways to to do that, of course, within the game uh, structure. So high marks all around. I think this is yeah. a great, great part, not party game, but a great game for like a party sort of feel. If you're just getting together to kind of have some fun and play a game, uh, this is this is probably going to be applicable or interesting for 
any ilk of gamer that I can think of, really. Um, I yeah, uh, yeah. I think even my son would be into this, and so yeah, really, really applies to almost everybody. I can't think of anyone who'd be like, nah, unless, <laughs> unless you, you just hate, hate card math, games. I guess. Yeah. Or, if you really don't like card games, then I can then don't don't worry about this one. It's not going to change your mind. But other than that, it's it's a very unique game, and uh, I it's it's so small. It fits on any shelf. You you really should at least have this game somewhere on your shelf even if you don't play it it's pretty it's got lots of colors (laughs) it is yeah i don't think we did talk about that but yeah it's it's an interesting little box and then the cards themselves look nice i mean they're just colors but they do a lot of like little splotches and blobs and is the is the tech is the context that it is like paint I think it is. It's supposed to be paint, painterly. Be, right? Every time I play it, I think I'm playing. If you've ever played the video game De Blob, it feels like <laughs> I feel like I'm so in that world because it's just these vibrant colors just splashing you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like it a lot. It it the design is obviously abstract but very well done and, and unique. They could have made this a very simpler game uh, uh, visually if they wanted to, but uh, but they didn't. So haha, take that. Better game for you. But uh, yeah, I think I've seen this around, and it's usually around like ten, maybe fifteen bucks at the most. But I usually see it for like ten, yeah. twelve bucks. Um, so uh, for that price and this quality of game, you're definitely going to get your money's worth. And mm-hmm. I, I think you'll be happy that you per- picked it up if you if this sounds like a game that interests you, uh, because it's pretty good. Okay, would your mom like it? I I think she would. I feel like this. I I could go either way with this one, but I'm going to put it in the. Not not a hard yes, but I'm gonna put this in a. I, I want to go above maybe yes. <laughs> I want to say like between a definite yes and a maybe yes. Do we have a category for that yet? Uh, no, just a, I don't. I, guess just I just yes. have the five categories. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just uh, I'll uh, I'll declare a new temporary one at least. A yes, I think your mom would like this game. What do you, what Gosh, do you think? I don't. This is a tough one. This could it this is, could yeah. really go either way. I mean, it is pretty simple, but. There is a kind of thinky aspect, which I'm not a hundred percent my mom would like, but I think, I think I'm I'm gonna have to go. Maybe something is drawing me a little bit closer to the no than it is to you, so I'm probably gonna put this at a maybe. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was, as you put it, slightly higher than a maybe. Yes, but I personally, <laughs> I'm gonna go maybe. It's it's all right. It's, fair enough. It's waffly for me, so I'm. I'm <laughs> oh, that sounds like a category title. Waffly, <laughs> waffly. waffly, yes, waffly, no. <laughs> all right, cool. Waffly, yes. Well, I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with waffly, yes. But I would enjoy playing this with your mom. I could see it this being fun to play with your mom and your mom getting a kick out of it. Um, yeah. uh, at least, at least for the first first round. And nice having several ways to play, so she could uh, engage with it in, in uh, your choice of your uh, dealer's choice of uh, of ways to engage with this. I, either. I think if we were playing just the straight base game, she'd probably enjoy it maybe a little bit more. She wouldn't have to worry about scoring anything. So if I were to play it, it would probably be that way. I'm just not 100% she'd be gangbusters about this. So that's why I think I'm probably going maybe over anything else. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We got a maybe and a uh, maybe yes and a waffle yes. So (laughs) (laughs) there's waffles. We're enjoying ourselves. Get some butter. There we go. There we go. Waffle yes. Um, All right. Let's see. What else have we not covered? I feel like uh, I think we've pretty much got it all right. Did I miss something? No, I think I got. I I mean, throughout it, you were 
doing your damnedest to try and miss everything. But yes, we did. Get yeah, everything. I did my best. <laughs> did my best. But somehow we came through. We pulled it together at the end and uh, brought it home. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that it will do it for us. Red Seven, definitely a cool one. Check it out. Another great abstract game that is going to be really satisfying, an easy one to carry around, tote in your pocket, or keep with you. Um, really, really good to kind of break out with a group and also as a two-player game it is quite quite satisfying so uh, i don't have a saying as usual and so (laughs) i will someday i was a little worried that that you might have one actually yeah guys guys, don't worry i didn't (laughs) do it he's that out of it and yet he has something to say at the end somehow he's got it like we spent all his brain power on that no i didn't i did not i don't have any brain power left but I will someday, someday soon, <laughs> someday in the future. But until then, you guys can get a hold of us in a couple different ways. Of course, you can go to Twitter and Instagram and check out Twits, uh, <laughs> Twits and Chat. <laughs> uh, chits and Chat on Twitter or Instagram. You can also go You'd to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I should have called it earlier. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and, Ch- Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you guys. And, uh, yeah, until next time, we hope you're getting some games played, but we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.